Good morning, everyone. God bless you. Welcome. I want to welcome your questions and feedback. Please let me know. You can send me a message, post a comment, or go to my website, jasondemars.com, and you can contact me there. We'll uh, certainly appreciate that, and uh, we'll answer your question just as soon as we can. Every once in a while, we'll have a question and answers session on this uh broadcast. So if if you want to be a part of that, feel free to write in. So I want to talk today, uh, part one of tithes and offerings. No, this isn't a pull for your money to send it to me. Uh, your first obligation is to your local church. And if you want to support uh, that uh, missions, you can, you can do so as well through your local church, or you can do it through our missions work, which is Present Truth Ministries. But this is not what that's about. This is about your life and walk with the Lord. And I want to be a blessing to you. And I want to bring a teaching on the subject of tithes and offerings uh, to enhance your walk with the Lord. So tithes and offerings is really an ABC of Christian conduct. 2 Corinthians 8 one through three we're going to read from. We want you to know, brothers, about the grace of God that has been given among the churches of Macedonia. For in a severe test of affliction, their abundance of joy and their extreme poverty have overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. For they gave according to their means, as I can testify, and beyond their means of their own accord. The Macedonian Christians, out of their deep poverty, gave financially to supply the needs of others, and in fact, they begged to be a part of it. So it isn't about having a lot of money or a little money. It's about your heart and the Lord. It's about having an overflowing and giving heart. They, they overflowed out of deep poverty. That's beautiful. 2 Corinthians 9, 6-8, the point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his own heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times you may abound in every good work. Amen. I, I want to have all sufficiency in all things so I can spend it on whatever I want? No, so that I can abound in every good work. It's the heart. Where is your heart? Do you want all sufficiency of all things? Then your heart needs to be abounding in good works, in giving, in overflowing. That is the Holy Spirit in you will lead you to overflow because the Holy Spirit overflows. Amen. We're not to give we're not to give from uh, compulsion or being forced to do it. We're give to give from our heart because we're happy to do it, joyful to do it. Amen. First Corinthians nine seven through eleven: Who serves as a soldier at his own expense? Who plants a vineyard without eating any of its fruit, or who tends a flock without getting some of the milk? Do I say these things on human authority? Does not the law say the same? For it is written in the law of Moses, you shall not muzzle an ox when it treads out the grain. Is it oxen that God is concerned? Is it for oxen that God is concerned? Does he not certainly speak for our sake? It was written for our sake. 
because the plowman should plow in hope and the thresher should thresh in hope of sharing the crop. If we've sown spiritual things among you, is it too much if we reap material things from you? So this is speaking about tithing. This is speaking about what goes to pay the person that's feeding you, the word of God. And so Paul is setting forth the principle, the person that preaches the word of God to you um, should be supported for preaching the word of God to you. Tithing. Genesis 14.20 is kind of the foundation of that. And I believe this is something that God placed uh, within his, as an original covenant with his creation before the fall, after the fall, Tithing was a part of worship. Genesis 14.20 And blessed be God most high who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And Abram gave him a tenth of everything. Who taught Abram that? Did God come down and teach him that? Or was that something that was a part of the true worship of God and Abraham knew about it? So there's two different words and there's two different things there. There's tithes. And there's offering. Hebrew for tithe is maaser. Offerings is mincha. Here's an off here speaking about an offering, Genesis 4, 4, and 5. And Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering. But for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. So Cain was very angry and his face fell. Ephesians 5, 10. Our life is to be a proving of God. Ephesians 5.10, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. We, Our lives, how we live, should prove what is acceptable to him. God has made certain promises of provision. Our life is to prove that. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 20, For all the promises of God in him, Christ Jesus, are yea, and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. The Old Testament promises are for us. They're yes and amen through Christ Jesus for us Gentiles. So let's define tithes. A tithe means 10% of all benefits that come our way, such as our salary, inheritance, gifts, and even the interest one might earn on bank accounts. Offerings is over and above our 10% tithe. By this, I mean that once you have responded in the area of your tithes, now you have the freedom to gracefully give your mincha, your offering, as you are directed and made aware of by the Spirit of God as the particular need or needs that are presented to you through your congregation, church, or fellowship. Please remember that both the tithes and offerings need to be given in your congregation or church where you attend, bringing all the tithes into the storehouse and wait for God's blessing. 1 Corinthians 9.14, Even so hath the Lord ordained that they which preach the gospel should live of the gospel. So that's the tithe. That's speaking of the tithe. Uh, your pastor and the associate ministers need, need to be living off of the tithe that you bring into the storehouse. Numbers 18.21, And behold, I have given the children of Levi all the tenth in Israel for an inheritance, for their service which they serve, even the, even the service of the tabernacle of the congregation. We tithe because we have a personal financial responsibility to the church, our church, our local church. We have a pastor who tends to our needs and the management of our church 
and your pastor needs to be able to live as well. Jeremiah 22.13 Woe unto him that builds his house by unrighteousness and his chambers by wrong, that uses his neighbor's service without wages and gives him not for his work. So, your pastor is preaching and ministering the word of God, uh, or there's someone that comes and visits the church and ministers the word to you. They're there to be given for their labor. It says, woe unto you that uses your neighbor's labor for nothing. You don't pay for it. Uh, the preacher isn't preaching to be paid. He's preaching because he has a call in his heart to love and serve you. And he'd do it whether he's paid or not. It makes no difference. But the fact is, you in your heart need, need to be in a position and desire to give to give to to pay your tithe to the local church so that ministry of the word can be supported there that's your obligation to the local church as you're a part of it and god has promises and blessings for you for doing that with that said we're going to bring this to a close this time if you have any questions prayer requests or feedback for me please feel free to give me a, a message or, or go to our website jasondemars.com and send me a message there. We'll appreciate that. May the Lord richly bless you. Mm -hmm.